Hi guys and welcome back to the Fill Your Boots podcast. Today I have the pleasure of being joined by Brett Contreras which I am so excited about because I have been following you for years and it's just so cool to get you on here. So you've got a lot behind your name, 26 years as a coach, author of three books, researcher, PhD. Most people will probably know you as the glute guy, uh, the inventor of the barbell hip thrust. <laughs> so there's a lot behind your name. Do you want to just give a bit of an intro to, to who you are? I think you did a good job, but thank you for having me on. Yeah, I've been uh, interested in the glutes for a long time now. In fact, I pretty much started this whole niche mm. for better or for worse. Um, I know some people will probably hate me because all the benches are taken up at the gym for hip thrusts and all the equipment being used. But, you know, I, I, I was probably the very first guy to recognize that Women want to train differently than men. They don't want to have a chest day, a back day, a shoulder day, an arm day, and, a, and one leg day per week. And mm -hmm. I started giving three, I think it was the, yeah, it wasn't just the barbell hip thrust. It was like the rule of thirds, which we can get into mm -hmm. um, this like, yeah, do your vertical glute exercise, your horizontal and your lateral, train the glutes three times a week, do, yeah. you know, four movement patterns each session, three times a week, 12 sets per day. For a total of 36 sets per glutes per week and you can recover from it even though it's a lot more than what's shown in the research with other muscle groups yeah um and yeah it's like women I, a, a recent study was published it showed that men do 12 sets a week for glutes women do 40. wow um, yeah <laughs> the difference so it's like women wanted to train like they care as much about glutes as we do about chest and biceps and everything else so it's like our training differs because of our priorities yeah exactly that was literally one of my first questions as well I was like what's the difference between how you would program for for a man and a woman because we are like you say so different I for one always want to prioritize glutes and lower body but that's the thing the men who find me typically want glutes too yeah why would you reach out to the glute guy <laughs> uh, I, I do feel like I, I'm I'm funny because you know you need a niche but mm -hmm. I do feel like I know as much uh, about all the other muscle groups as as all the other experts too or like on par with the top people I've yeah. been studying pecs and lats and delts and not only reading research but training them you know train utilizing the exercise on other people but uh so I do feel like I could design programs for anyone yeah however the men who come to me typically want glute development but yeah. I still don't do the exact same programs as I do for women because women don't tend to want traps you know they don't guys want to do shrugs we want traps we want bigger arms in general so I'll add in a little more arm stuff some maybe some shrugs or like a little more um like, you know, maybe a, a, a pec isolation movement or lat, you know, like a straight arm pull down or something like that, or, mm -hmm. um, and a little bit less glutes because you, you know, I feel like women recover better. Yeah. You know, I try to do the workouts I give my women and it kills me. <laughs> that's the one thing that we've got going for us. Yeah. That's really, really cool. So Obviously, you're probably going to get this question so much and you're probably going to be sick of answering it. But what are the main things that we should be focusing on as women to to grow our glutes? Well, 
for me, the main thing is get good at the hip thrust, but I don't know. Um, I, I would venture to guess that if you just get really strong at hip thrust, mm -hmm. my top women are doing 315 for 20. So that's like, you know, 140 kgs for 20 reps with yeah. full range of motion, you know, good tempo. They're squeezing the top. They're not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So most people don't realize like my, my squad is very, very strong. They have big glutes because they're very strong. So get really strong at the hip thrust and then just, yeah, do like find movements that work well for your body. Yeah. Some types of like vertical hip extension exercises, like some, some variation of squats, step ups, split squats, lunges, um, pick a few of those that suit your body well, you know, RDLs, some type of RDL, um, back extensions, kickbacks, like vertical movements, horizontal movements, like, um, like back extensions, kickbacks, hip thrust, bridges, frog pumps. And then, um, and then, uh, like add in the lateral work for the upper glutes. And that was a missing component from back in the day. No one did any abduction work, you know, mm -hmm. like the seated hip abduction machines, they had them in gyms, um, but now they're prioritized. Like women yeah. are getting strong at those using their bands. You know, everyone has bands these days, glute mm -hmm. loops, whatever. And, um, and you know, so they're, they're getting their glute medius and upper glute max a lot stronger. So now you have the shelf, much more prominent shelves than you used to compared to back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. I had a question. Also, there's more to it. Like, you got to get your protein and you got to get your, you know, eat sufficient calories. You got to be recovering, sleeping, yeah. all that stuff goes without saying. Yeah, definitely. I actually had a question from Instagram who you touched on it then. You said, get really strong at the hip thrust. But people are questioning, like, do you need to go really heavy with a hip thrust or should we be focusing on mind muscle connection, getting a burn? I actually saw your post on this the other day on your Instagram as well. I think you touched Actually, on it. Actually, I was, was going to make a post today about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm all about the mind-muscle because, you know, I always in my seminars, I talk about how there's two pathways and you got to do both. Yeah. One without the other is insufficient, but the mind-muscle connection isn't going to double your glute size. You know, some of you look at some of my before and afters, I never measured the muscle volume. Like, you need MRI for that, but I would venture to guess that some of these before and afters are doubling their glute size. You know, maybe they start off with, you know, 300 cubic centimeters and end up with 600, you know, eight yeah. months later, one year later. And, and, um, and it's, it's, that doesn't happen through just mind muscle connection. Yeah. A lot of my girls will start doing 65 pounds, like 30 kgs for 20 reps. Mm -hmm. Three years later, they're doing, like I said, 40, uh, 140 kgs or 315 for 20 reps. Yeah. With the same form, the same range of motion. Yeah. As you said earlier, with the way we can sort of recover from quite a lot of volume, would you split that kind of differently throughout the week? Maybe have some days that are heavier hip thrust sessions, some days that are lighter, or would you just consistently go, right, we need to get strong? <laughs> No, no, no. Great question. And I, you probably knew the answer to that already because <laughs> you've been following me for so long. Yeah. 
we tend to do one really heavy, hard session. Yeah. And then, so we hip thrust three times a week, but like one, one of them's like a pyramid or something or, or straight sets, mm-hmm. you know, like three sets of eight or three sets of six or a set of 12, 10, eight, six or something like that. Yeah. And then the other two days are variations, higher reps, pause, pause, knee banded, barbell, hip thrusts, pulses, one and a quarters, you know, um, they all work great. So, um, or you could like use the Smith machine, use the booty builder, use a glute drive machine, but one day a week you're doing heavy barbell hip thrusts with the goal of progressive overload. The other two days, it's more of a form and, you know, mind muscle connection, feel the burn, get a pump, but they work in tandem because those days you're building lockout strength. So like if you use my hip thruster and you do band hip thrust or bar plus band hip thrust, that work that's harder at the top compared to the bottom. Pausing yeah. at the top, you spend more time in the lockout. You know, one and a quarter is in pulses, you're more time in the lockout. So they build lockout strength and you'll always be limited by lockout strength. Yeah, for sure. You're stronger, your hips are stronger in the bottom. Mm-hmm. So even though you're doing variations, you're still building strength mm-hmm. on regular hip thrust because you're focusing on that lockout yeah we need to get your glute drives over here in our gyms because <laughs> let me tell you the glute drives are so bad <laughs> this is they're why. so bad here too i don't understand what the man the manufacturers it's like they're all like super tall dudes and they're like uh this this feels good for me does it feel good for you okay let's go to manufacturing yeah and no one like, tested out on it this doesn't work for me <laughs> yeah no one tested out no not no one ever thought gee Women are going to use this, you know, shorter people are going to use this. We should test it out on them, but whatever. Yeah. No, I know. That's why you'll only ever see me barbell hip thrusting in the gym. Oh, it's just that time. Um, yeah. So as we spoke about with women liking to prioritize lower body, what would you say, or how would you program someone who wanted to prioritize that, but didn't have a whole load of time for upper body? Like what would you prioritize for their upper body training? Well, like, Okay, my booty by Brett members, they have good upper body development. And I remember a couple of the, when I first started doing this way, training people this way, some of my members and clients were just blown away. They're like, it's so weird. I'm not, I feel like I'm barely doing upper body, but it's getting more, more jacked. Yeah. We do one upper body press and one upper body pull per training day. And there's three training sessions per week. So one day might be a push-up, a type of push-up and a chin-up. One day might be a, you know, like type of bench press and a type of row. And the other day might be a shoulder, type of shoulder press and a type of pull-down. Yeah. And, but you'd be amazed at when you do one hard compound press and one hard compound pull three times a week at how strong you get. Mm-hmm. And when you, 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 when you can do 10 bodyweight chin-ups, you know, so it's like, yeah, you're not doing a ton of volume, but you're getting strong. Yeah. The progressive overload. So, you know, when you can do 10 chin-ups, your lats and, and biceps are going to be pretty developed. When you can do 20 really clean push-ups with good form. Yeah. Most people don't have good form with push-ups. But we, or, or we, when you can, you know, like bench your body weight, you typically have developed, you know, front delts and triceps. Um, 
Yeah. And so, yeah, you, you, people get really strong at these compound movements by training them three times a week, even though you're just doing one exercise per session yeah. for upper for upper body pressing and one for upper body pulling. So yeah. two upper body exercises a day, three times a week does mm -hmm. the trick. And then you can sprinkle in, you know, extra delt work or arm work or something if you still want to at the end of the session. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's testament to you. You are a big advocate of those full body days, aren't you? If you're in the gym three times, makes a lot of sense. I mean, alternatively, you can split up the lower and upper. Mm. It's hard if you split them up for three lower and three upper is tough to recover from. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Interesting one, genetics. Some of us are far more blessed than others. I am not blessed at all in the glute department. So um, do you find that some people have to be more quote unquote optimal with their training in order to actually get results in the glute department or some people can just kind of wing it a little bit and get there? I mean, I'd say genetics is 60% of it. It's mm -hmm. like, now that doesn't mean, you know, the training and diet because I get people all the time who are training some other way. They come to me and they see great results, but yeah. it's just such a big, you know, and that's with every muscle group. Look at my pecs were big right to begin with when I first started training. Yeah. My glutes, it took a lot more time. Mm -hmm. I didn't, you know, no one in my family has any glutes. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. Genetics is huge. There's some girls who just have a nice butt naturally and they can seriously just do cardio. Yeah. And they just stay, stay lean and they're, they look incredible, their glutes. And it's like, if most of the, most of my followers tried that, they'd have no development at all there. No. Yeah. And then conversely of other people who have to do everything right just to have a little bit of glutes. Yeah. But I always say you should be proud of your glutes if they're strong. It's like, look, I, I don't have big legs. I've been training legs first, you know, like three times a week or like twice a week at least. And in, in first day of the week, Monday is always leg day. And I've been doing that for so many years and they're not that muscular, but I have good self-esteem about them. Cause it's like, look, I've worked hard just to get them to where they're not toothpicks and I can deadlift 605 for five reps. Yeah. So it's like, what is that? Not quite 300, it's like two, what, I don't know, like say 285 kgs for five reps. I'm proud of that. That's strong. So it's like, make fun of my legs, but I can out deadlift you probably. You know what I mean? Yeah. It gives exactly. me confidence. It's like, I can, I can make fun of myself. I can tease, you know, I always <laughs> joke around about my legs, but they're strong. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm proud of that, their development because of how strong they are yeah. and how hard they train. Yeah. So I call it a tiny, but mighty look, my glutes, you know, your glutes might be tiny, but if they're mighty, you should be proud of them. If you're strong at, you know, some hip thrusts and like different types of squats or single leg squatting motions and hinging motions and be proud because you, you train super hard and chances are they might be very dense, but not that muscular. That's a big thing too. Some mm -hmm. of my clients have glutes that are rock hard and their dense is super dense and others not so much. Yeah, no, for sure. And it kind of depends where you hold your body fat as well, doesn't it? Yeah. in particular so next question I'm obviously a huge advocate of not being excessively lean um although I appreciate everyone has completely different goals with that but from a nutrition perspective where do you think the optimal place is for women who are in particular wanting to grow their glutes because 
being excessively lean doesn't necessarily help that situation, does it? Okay, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I would say somewhere between maybe like 18 and, you know, like 25% body fat, but everyone's different. I have some clients that look and it's all subjective. Who cares what I think? It's what the per, what the client likes. If they are confident, I'm all for it. But 18 to 25% is, you know, but like some girls can be some girls can be leaner and still grow their glutes. Mm -hmm. But the, the problem is when you're the stronger you get, the more longer you've been training. If you don't go up in body weight, you just get leaner and leaner and leaner. Mm -hmm. And then it's way harder to build them because your body fat is so low and your it's your hormones aren't working in your favor. So yeah, um, it's like, yeah, there's a sweet spot, but it's different for different people. But um, yeah, in, in, in general, like I, cause I'm a fan of that little bit. Like I, I train, I can, <laughs> I have so many girls who want me to train them for bikini contests, you know, I feel like I get, you know, at least like 10 DMs a day. Can you train me? You know, I'm in NPC or IFBB or WBFF and I want you to be my coach for my next competition. And I don't, I don't, I'm good at it, but I don't like it that much. Even my squad, they love competing and they're always like, Brett, I want to do this show coming up in, you know, May or something. And I'm like, oh, do you have to? I, 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 I'll do it, but I like, being super lean getting super lean is hard mm -hmm. i've seen it i've seen this happen a few times to where someone has been working out for eight years was always naturally lean and then they get shredded for competition and it changes them it changes their whatever it changes their appetite it changes their habits it, whatever it does yeah. and now uh, they they rebound and then they struggle getting lean again and it's like would that have happened had they just stayed yeah. like for eight years they were always just naturally and they never overate yeah. i haven't heard that many people talk about that i wonder if there's research about that but like mm -hmm. uh, the other thing is that th then you get stage ready state you know when you're stage ready stage lean that becomes your your that mental picture of what you compare yourself to so now you're never fully happy with yourself except when you look like that it's yeah. like you can't look that way year round no. you know you're peaking yeah. it's you have to in order to keep growing you you can't just be you know 12 percent body fat for a woman and, and stay that way year round you're not gonna optimally grow muscle so it's like but it's hard to accept the fact like because you look at that and you go god i was so lean then you love the way you looked then and yeah. you want to stay there but you can't so the other thing about competing, I know your question wasn't about competing, but the other thing about competing is some of the federations are like, you know, my my girls aren't training quads at all. Or, mm. uh, you know, how fun is that? It's like, I'm, you know, what's your workout? One of my friend, good friend is training, um, you know, like a bikini Olympia contender and mm. for a whole year because they told her, we don't, you know, we don't want you to grow any other parts, just bring up your glutes a little and bring up your delts a little bit. So she had two glute days a week and then one glute and delt day. So yeah. she's not doing any back, no chest, no arms, no quads, no hamstrings. Mm. Bad. That's boring. I would hate. Yeah. I would hate to go to the gym. 
But to me, I love strength training. I love getting stronger. I love training all the muscles. I would hate that. Yeah. No, I have a friend that's doing the exact same thing at the moment. She was told to have less quad. So she's not training quads at all. And I just, she loves training quads. It's kind of like, oh, this is frustrating for you. Because, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I could go down a whole rabbit hole with that one. <laughs> um, let's face it. You've been a coach for 26 years, so you've probably seen so much happen in the way of like social media since you started and this whole revelation of Instagram, TikTok, fitness gurus and everything. How have you like perceived that? How has it changed kind of what you do? How has it changed the fitness world in your eyes? Because I think this is a really interesting topic because you've seen it all. <laughs> it's just, I wish, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh... I wish the younger crowd knew, could see what it used to be like. Yeah. You credit each other. You knew like which coaches came up with what. If yeah. you try to steal other people's content, mm -hmm. not known and you didn't go anywhere. In order to be invited to speak at the top conferences, in order to be taken seriously, you need to be speaking at all the top conferences, but you wouldn't get an invite if you didn't own a gym train people in real life, yeah. have a minimum base of knowledge and skill set. And now, a couple of things. Just the other day, it's funny because someone, I posted on my story, I'm like, this 11 second reel on single leg hip thrust got 2.2 million likes. I've never had anything get 2.2 million likes in my life and I invented the exercise. <laughs> but I think it's like, I'm 46 years old. I could do the exact same thing as her and yeah. I wouldn't get the likes. I don't think they push the, I don't think, and I hate to be like all conspiracy theory on people, but I don't think the algorithms are what they say it is. I don't think it's just, you put this out there and it's just up to algorithms to determine how well this does. Mm. I think some people, they, I think there are people within the companies like TikTok and Instagram that they're like, they see someone, we like this person, we're going to make sure they do well. Yeah. We don't like this person, we're going to make sure they don't do well. Because two people can come up with a similar post and one person gets, you know, I made a really good reel yesterday. It was at my new gym. Mm -hmm. It got 26,000 likes, but it was really good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, like, I maybe, I, you know, it's, it's a lot of his looks driven and I don't think I'm a bad looking guy i'm just not like a yeah instagram is a frustrating place not a greek god or anything uh, uh, and they're not gonna they're not gonna push my stuff no matter what i do um and it's funny because my client my client last night super late i was about to go to sleep and she sends me this tiktok and i click on it and it's like oh my god it's all my stuff it's the four movement patterns and she broke it down. It's, it, it is exactly what I teach. Yeah. But she doesn't, she doesn't credit me at all. And it's like, this had, it had uh, 22 million views. Mm -hmm. and I can't remember how many likes, but it, if I did the same post as her, I wouldn't go viral. So it's like, first yeah. of all, you don't reward the scientists. You don't reward. So think of a, and if, it's funny, if I complained about it, it'd be like, oh my God, Brett Contreras has a scarcity mentality. <laughs> you know, like 
He doesn't have an abundance mindset. Why not? It doesn't matter who gets credit. Well, here's the deal. I remember I was on a podcast with Omar Isaf in 2017. He said, does it bother you? I, I'm on YouTube and everyone's stealing your stuff. I go, no, I, could, I couldn't care less. Everyone knows where it came from. Everyone knows it comes from me. Yeah. That was before all the copycats. I was the only glute guy. I created this niche. And I was the only glute guy up until, you know, like 2017. Yeah. Um, there was only one for, and I started publishing. I was, uh, I invented the hip thrust in 2006, but I started writing online in 2009. So for eight years, I had no competition. Yeah. And it's like every, every, someone would like send me some strong or beautiful female. They'd send me a link. And they followed me. Now, you know, it's a whole different world. People don't know who I am. People don't know I invented the hip thrust. People don't know that I created the niche. People don't know that I'm the glute guy. You know, people don't believe that I invented the hip thrust. Mm. It's crazy. People, this younger generation, it's weird. They they think it's been around forever, but they think I'm lying about it. And they think that, you know, I, if I say I invented the hip thrust, you look at the comments, LOL, that's been around since the 60s. No, it hasn't. <laughs> and uh, you know it's weird why do you presume to know anything why would some like if someone started talking about this guy invented this some piece of tech equipment I would be like lol no I don't presume to know anything about some other field that I don't study but you yeah. know this person's never studied anything and just assumes but it social media it's getting bad because number one why would any legit scientist be on Instagram or TikTok. Number one, they're not going to take the time to make the latest reels. Mm -hmm. And so their stuff will go nowhere. Number yeah. two, because pseudoscience is so prevalent, they're going to get ripped on by comments. Like They're going to get comments being like, LOL, that's not even true. This mm -hmm. is the truth. And it's a total, it's a total pseudoscience, but it's what some other person is saying who's very popular. Yeah. And they'll and they'll be, they won't even get respect. Mm -hmm. So you're pushing out all the PhDs, all the true scientists, they're getting no traction. Like, like think of any topic. Who do you think in the in the world, who do you think would be best at pseudoscience? The scientists. <laughs> yeah. I study, I study all day long, okay? Mm -hmm. So picture this. All right, pick a topic. Um, how about, I don't know, pick a topic where there's a legit science behind it, but I could just, how about spot reduction, okay? Mm -hmm. Here's the truth about spot reduction. So let's say I, I'm, I make a video and, you know, I'm 46 years old. I have my PhD. I've been studying this stuff since I was 15 years old, literally for 31 years. Mm. And I make a video and it's like this. What's up, guys? <laughs> you know, let me tell you. Know, or, or, you don't say what's up, guys anymore. That's fluff. You <laughs> you just open it right up. I'm here to tell you the truth about spot reduction. You know, and it's like, look, you think when you do crunches, you're burning the fat, you know, on your midsection, but here are ten different studies all showing that spot reduction is a myth. You can do all the crunches in the world. Mm -hmm. You're not going to burn fat off of your stomach region. That's boring. That isn't what want, people want to hear. 
Mm -mm. Instead, picture this. Especially if I'm young and very good looking and cocky and confident and Dunning-Kruger effect, right? Like the dumber you are on a topic, the, the, the more you, the smarter you think you are about that topic and the dumber you think other people are on that topic. So if you're not very educated on a topic, you actually think you know more and you underestimate what the true experts know. So I'm some young jacked guy who's good at making videos and I go, all right, they want you to think that spot reduction doesn't work. But that's because they don't know they don't know how the science works. I'm here to tell you a special system, and I've been having so much success with it. All right. The truth is fat is stored in the muscle cells, all right? So step one, you need to liberate those fat cells. All right. You need to do first thing on on, on an empty stomach in a fasted state. You need to do these crunches and side crunches, these special tailored exercises that I came up with. You know, you don't do regular crunches. You need extra range. You need to lay on a stability ball for that extra range. You're going to squeeze the fat out of the molecule. Right. <laughs> you're going to squeeze the, no, you don't, you sound scientific. You're going <laughs> to force those lipids out of the myo, the, the, the myocyte, the muscle cell and into the bloodstream. But that's not enough. All right. You liberated it, but now you've got to burn that off for energy consumption. So we're gonna follow this up with a full body workout and you're gonna use those fats, those liberated fats as for energy. The body's gonna use those because now they're in the bloodstream. You do a full body workout and now that fat is permanently gone from your body. This is how it works. You know, what do you think is gonna, and that was complete BS. Yeah. <laughs> Just made it up on the fly. What sounds better? What's more entertaining? Probably, do you know what the thing is as well? I've heard so many things like that on various occasions of different topics. They're all the same, but different. <laughs> the deal, this is what bothers me, okay? If we base, if we let these social media companies base their algorithms on entertainment, yeah. then we're making the world dumber because the second one was more entertaining than the first one. Yeah. So you're, you're actually encouraging pseudoscience. You're, you're rewarding charlatans you how could anyone on earth be okay with this mm -hmm. but here's the problem I, I remember this quote the the something like this i'm gonna i'm gonna butcher it but the the world most people in the world are just walking around umbilical cord in hand looking for a place to plug in they're mindless drones going mm, like that's you know just drooling not paying at any attention to anything, flipping through, you know, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling on social media, wanting to be entertained. Mm -hmm. You don't put any thought into things. What are the consequences, the long-term consequences of entertainment algorithms? Someone told me this. I don't know if it's true. I have no, and I hate, I hate to be all conspiracy theorists because I'm not. I'm not into any of these conspiracy theories. <laughs> a lot of my client, a lot of my clients are, and I get the biggest kick out of it. Like during especially during COVID quarantine, everyone was going crazy. And I'm like, so you think all of Hollywood is like drinking children's, tortured children's blood for the adrenochrome? Why don't they just make it synthetically? They're rich. <laughs> clients were like, no, they're all in on it. And there's this global cabal. And I'm like, oh my God, 
I got a kick out of hearing all these conspiracy theories. I'm not a conspiracy theorist type person, but this would be interesting if this was true. Someone told me that the Chinese TikTok rewards education mm. and they push scientific advancement. And then the American ver TikTok version just rewards entertainment. Well, so we're getting dumber. They're getting smart. That would be a really smart way to overtake the United States as the world superpower. You know what I mean? It would make a lot of sense. <laughs> it would make a lot of sense. So I don't even know if that's true. That could be just some silly thing. But I'm going, how would anyone be okay with this? And why, like, Mark Zuckerberg's this scrawny, nerdy thief that stole, you stole this platform from the Winklevoss twins, and you've stolen, you've copycat, you're the biggest, you you don't, you enforce your patents against copycats, but you copy every other, literally the biggest copycat in the history of mankind. Yeah. Copies, you know, Snapchat, copies TikTok. He is the biggest copycat in the history of mankind. Yeah. And we all just let this scrawny nerd dictate the world, like dictate what the world does. We just say, hey, you little scrawny geek, we're taking your power away because you're abusing it. You're making the world worse. Yeah. And that's all we got to do. Hey, we're not, we're not allowing this anymore. But here's the thing. Congress and like, you know, the politicians, they're too stupid to know that this is a big deal. And everyone might joke and laugh and go, oh, big deal, Brett. God, Brett's, you're not going to change it, Brett. Well, why not? Why, why Why? would we allow this? I don't understand why people would say it's okay to reward. You're going to have the top scientists in the world who spent 30 years and he tries to go on Instagram and correct, you know, correct misinformation. But the misinformation gets 2 million views and his gets 50 views. He's not going to stick around. We have to come up with a better system. We have to have a better way. Yeah. I don't think people understand because they're not passionate about science. Mm. When you publish research, you know, I, I fund studies. I don't even have a nice car and I fund research. Mm. I spend way more money on research than I do. I don't have jewelry. I don't have a watch. I don't have fancy clothes. Mm. I dress, I wear these jorts and I wear these shirts I got from Urban Outfitter. I don't dress nice. I don't have, you know, I don't live this lavish lifestyle, but I do fund research and I care about scientific advancement. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's the system, the social, the social media algorithms are currently so rewarding of when you reward entertainment well what's entertaining mm -hmm. yeah. reels memes but also quick videos um pseudoscience bold claims mm -hmm. i mean what are you going to click on why spot why spot reduction is a myth mm -hmm. or how to get rid of your belly fat in 30 days in 15 days i know of i course. think it's, it's always been that way but now it's worse than ever it's worse it's all clickbait i think you should start a petition because i think so many people would sign it myself included not just from like scientists like even for myself on a much lesser level like seeing coaches that are so uneducated posting stuff drives me insane it's the bane of my life but i think you'd get a lot of people you would if you started it for sure. I, I think about it and then I'm like, 
here's the thing. There's this saying, it's a serenity prayer. I'm not religious or anything, but like this prayer is really an awesome prayer. Um, I just, <laughs> it's like, I'm going to butcher it. I'm gonna, Lord, grant me the, uh, the courage to change the things I can. Mm -hmm. the serenity to accept the things I can't and the wisdom to know the difference. I don't know if I just butchered that. <laughs> yeah. memory is not the best these days but that's the problem with me the wisdom to know the difference i have changed the world yeah i popularized the hip thrust now there's machines popping up that's the next step these machines that i invented the scorcher back in the day my patent has all that all those you know how to do it with a weight stack plate loaded that was 2006 when i thought of this and now it's you know what, 17 years later, you're seeing all the machines pop up. All the manufacturers are making them. Mm -hmm. People are hip thrusting all around the world. And I've changed glute training for the better. So I have changed the world. I know I can, but it's how do you, how do you divide your energy? If I wanted to change Instagram and TikTok, and it's, it's, it's an uphill battle because you, you ultimately... The people need to make it a priority, but the people we can, you know, I saw during Black Lives Matter, that whole thing mm -hmm. back in the day, how much power the humans have when they want to, you mm -hmm. know, God, that was crazy. People surrounding police buildings and saying this, you're, this is how it's going to be. We're not going to tolerate it. The people have all the power. They always have. Yeah. Some countries people are so oppressed they're so afraid of their own shadow they'll never rise up that's why you have people being controlled all over the place and you know with like communism and things where people don't even have they don't even demand truth in the news not saying not saying you have that anywhere in but you know oh, no, it's, here. it's 100 the same here yeah, i don't state, <laughs> but state sponsored news where you're being told total complete lies and people would argue, well, it's like that. Everyone, no, it's not. We have way more accurate news in the UK and the US than many other countries. Mm. However, I'm just blown away by people who don't even have any freedom. You know, like people put up with that, but that's, they've been dominated and controlled for so long. Mm. But we still are dominated and controlled. Like everyone who has half a brain would know this, these, these algorithms are not good for the world. And you can't have, it's all, it's almost like it, it's almost like it, it rewards, um, if you're young and just trying to make money, you, you, you don't, the practitioner is not being rewarded now. Why would you be a practitioner? It takes time to train people in real life. You want to be a true fitness expert. You know, I've spent 26 years, as you said, in the beginning of this podcast, training other people. I still I just had to rush home. You know, I told you I'm training someone. I trained someone today and then I rushed home to film this podcast and then I'm going back. But time in the gym training people, and this is for any profession, a, a lawyer, a chiropractor, a dentist, a, you name it, you would do better not doing the profession and just filming content on Instagram. Yeah. Because it's not about real knowledge. It's about how often you post and making the reels. You don't have to have any real knowledge. Just copy what other people do. So you're, imagine how stupid of a career this is. But this is what all the influencers are doing now. They wake up, 
they scroll through other people's stuff. They go, oh my God, that's a good idea. I'm going to do that today. I'm going to go to the gym and recreate that reel. You see a, a good reel. It's like, God, that's hilarious. That went viral. Then you'll see it 20 times in the upcoming month with people copying it. Yeah. And it's like, what a pathetic existence. Like you wake up looking for people's stuff to copy. But that's and then you post every day. TikTok, you post several times a day. Mm-hmm. And eventually some of your things go viral. And it's it's everything about the system rewards pseudo expertise, not real expertise. If you're a practitioner, you you train people eight hours a day, you're screwed because that's eight hours a day you could have been making content instead. Mm-hmm. And it's such a bad system. It's yeah. so wrong. Everyone knows this, but no one does anything about it. We all just Oh, well, oh, well, it's just the way things are. It's the way things are. Is it though? Does it have to be that way? We call the shot. So in my opinion, there's two possibilities. And this is what I like about Elon Musk. He's like publishing their algorithms for Twitter and he's exposing the past. And he exposed on Twitter that there was um, interventions. They're just saying this, we're not going to let this person get popular. That's so wrong. You're screwing with people's career. Like all the listeners out there, what if your stuff was just as good as this person with 10 million followers, but they just, someone happened to like this person, yeah. you know, and they, they, they give them this paved pathway and they put a, a limit on you. Mm-hmm. Interventions or like, you know, the sex workers have always said this, which I get it. You don't want, <laughs> but it's true. Like they, you should let them know, Hey, if yeah. you're a stripper a pole dancer or whatever you're just not going to get yeah we're going to limit you we're going to limit you you should know that Mm -hmm. you know i happen to think they limited glute experts because all the glute experts have not gone up since the like couple years ago when that francis um i forgot her last name but she blew the whistle on meta and -hmm. said that it's damn meta is ignoring this research showing that they're damaging young women's mental health mm. and they're doing nothing about it well i think one of the things they did was say we're gonna it's weird because i've looked at all the glute people out there mm. you know, there's like several of us that always post about glutes and none of us have grown in the last couple of years at all we went from growing i was going up 1200 followers a day for years and now i've flatlined yeah. i don't go up anymore they don't go up anymore but if you have a big butt, you go up. That should be what's limited. Yeah. Like being able to get millions of followers just because you have a nice butt. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that happens it, though. Like you said earlier, some people genetically have really good glutes and that they're just flying and succeeding or like just really good physique in general. They don't know shit, but they what look What if good. you don't even have good glute genetics? Or what if? What if you just get a BBL? Yeah, that too. It's yeah. sad. You know, you know, if you want to make money on Instagram, mm. get a BBL, steal everyone's stuff, pretend it came from you. Yeah. Um, don't tell anyone you got a BBL. Pretend it's hard work. Mm-hmm. Take Anavar, take steroids, and you know, you don't have to train that hard take steroids and then create some system, call it like the, the fill method, you know, the fill method TM. Yeah. 
make it look legit and get, buy uh, buy on Instagram like the real Brett Contreras as if there's a lot of fake Brett Contreras out there the real you're the real one mm-hmm. and yeah copy people's stuff um make up pseudoscience make up uh, make half your stuff legit half of it just but say it with authority and pretend your methods show your before and afters don't tell people you're taking stuff don't tell people you got a BBL and you will make a lot of money and it's so fraudulent you know and it's no wonder people are doing everything like wrong in the fitness industry like how are you supposed to know what's real and what isn't like obviously if you're not I mean if you're not educated yourself and you're just following it and thinking oh this person's really confident they must know what they're talking about I think that's really sad some of this stuff's been around for it's like bodybuilders they have to kind of be hush hush about steroids but you just know I mean, I've been reading Bodybuilding Man since I was 15. You know they're taking tons of stuff. Yeah. You're in the know. If you're in the industry, you just know that, even though they'll have, they kind of, now you're getting more of the guys open up about it and talk about their usage, which is nice. But it's so funny because with women, BBLs, you're not allowed to, it's so funny. Like my squad, because I'm like, okay, they think I'd be so anti-BBL, but I'm like, wait. So they take fat off of your stomach and put it on your butt. That's genius. And they get people <laughs> in the world think I'd be like, no, you do it the right way. Yeah. But think about what surgeries, like if you take a step back, all right. So you get Botox injections, filler, permanent tattooed eyebrows, eyelash extensions. What else? Boob jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, why, why is this? this is okay this is okay that hell no you're a you're i think a it'll change. and if you give it a few years people will be talking about the bbl so they'll, they'll, they'll make it about... something as well that was like a really bad idea this was so bad for me and then it'll become a thing well it's funny because um it's just you're not allowed to admit it i've i i, I know there are some people tell me there's some women on tiktoks and women especially from other countries where it's not so taboo that talk about oh i got a bbl and blah 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 but yeah. in America, I don't know too many people, but you see it. I'm in I'm in Fort Lauderdale now in Miami. You see a lot of these. You suspect it because it's like, how do they have such big glutes and we no leg development? And <laughs> they're not strong at all. They're weak as can be. Well, so and now people are getting the bikini divisions. They're getting these injections. They're getting like hyaluronic acid injections. And you can tell it looks different. Yeah. But that's my point is. And then what's frustrating is when you take Anavar, when you get BBLs, when you are getting injections, you have the glutes. You don't have to work hard for it. So those women are doing mind-muscle connection, high reps, never using progressive overload. And then they're going, yeah, I quit caring about weight long ago. I just utilize the mind-muscle connection. I keep it light. I squeeze. I focus on the muscle. And they fail to tell, like, okay, tell some girl with flat glutes, mm-hmm. t- t- see how that pans out for you. Yeah. See if your glutes grow in the next year when you use your 95 pounds for 10 reps yeah. all year long and just try to focus. I'm not saying I'm huge champion for the mind-muscle connection. It's huge. I, I, I'm on the only published study showing with Brad Schoenfeld showing that it there's some truth behind it, some 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 um, evidence behind it. Yeah. But 
you got to also get stronger. And so a lot of these people's methods, if you follow their methods, you actually prevents you. It's sad because they seem legit. They seem like they have credibility because of how they look, but they're actually giving you the worst possible advice. Yeah, I've seen so much of that. Like women who clearly haven't got their physiques from doing what they're telling you to do. <laughs> it's honestly the most frustrating thing. So back, oh, back to the social media stuff. I, I realize I do this a lot. <laughs> we took a tangent. <laughs> get to close it off. Two possibilities that should be acceptable. One, go back to chronological order. How nice would it be that your followers actually see your stuff? Yeah, and I want to see the people I follow because I don't. Yeah. I see the same like ten people, and that's it. Yeah. Go back to chronological order. Yeah. Then there's no algorithms. You, it, what you post is just determined by the people. And yeah. there's no algorithms that get you addicted behind it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or publish your algorithms. And, and if there's any deviation from it, the, the, the platform gets shut down. Yeah. You have to be honest and, and, and forthcoming about your algorithms. And then the people can know, hey, yeah. this topic is shadow band or whatever you're you, if you want to be a you know a pole dancer you're not going to get any traction on social media yeah but they can't just shadow ban you they can't you can't you can't allow them to play you know russian roulette with people's careers like hey we don't like you or you did something wrong we don't even we're not going to tell you what you did wrong like one day my my i got this your DMs are shut down for 24 hours because you violated some policy. I'm like, what? I don't do anything shady on. Mine's done that to me before. Like, yeah, yeah. for two days. And I was like, wait, I haven't done anything. What happened to you too? Yeah. You feel like you're some, like, dirty. Like, I did yeah. something. What did I do? Yeah. But they don't even tell you what you, what you did. No. You can't appeal it. And they have no customer service. You can't call anyone. And they make so many billions of dollars and they don't even hire. And we put up with that too. We yeah. just go, oh, well, they have so many members. You have, you can trust me. They have the money. They make the profit. That's a, you can go look, that's public access. You can look at how much profit they make. Yeah. They could hire customer service to where, because, you know, when you get hacked, when you get, you know, when, when something happens to your account, mm -hmm. one time I, I, I tried this um, Brett Contreras Espanol page. How messed up is this? I want my people, my, you know, I'm, I have a Mexican background. My last name is Contreras. Mm -hmm. I have 25% Mexican in me. And so I want my Latin speaking countries to benefit. So I hired someone to like my, my, my client Larita to do uh, Brett Contreras Espanol. We start translating our stuff. We're getting a thousand followers a day. We were we were up in ten. We we're on ten days. We had ten thousand followers in ten days, and then they shut down my account for impersonating, for impersonation, for impersonating myself. It took me two months to get it back. Wow. Two months. Yeah. And I'm, I'm and I'm a respected person in the industry, and it took me two months. I had to jump through so many hoops. I had to send pictures of me standing with my ID. It still took, once I'm giving codes, they're sending me codes, I'm giving them back. It's they still, it's the biggest joke. It's a, it's this kangaroo core. It's this Cracker Jack company that doesn't even know what the hell they're doing. But when it comes to taking people's money and making money, they're amazing at it. When it comes to customer service for their members and, and, and you know, they're, they're, the people supporting them, they're terrible at it.
But that's because they can get away with it. There's no legislation of these people. And I'm not for government intervention, but when it becomes a monopoly, because, yeah. you know, really there should just be some Instagram, you know, clone that comes up that says, hey, we're just like Instagram, but we're doing, we're doing if, if someone just said, we're, we're doing um, chronological order and we actually have customer service, everyone would jump ship. But mm -hmm. they they can't because Meta would sue them and prevent them from, yeah. you know they have they have intellectual property so they're a monopoly. Yeah. Make no mistake about it, and that's what you can't have. In a you know you can't have a healthy economy. You can't have true capitalism without competition. And when they're when you when Meta Meta knows that they're allowed to run their business until they break the rules. Well, they they bent the rules when they bought WhatsApp. They bought Instagram. They copied Snapchat. They copied TikTok. You're, you're, you're. Those, those are monopolistic practices, and there were no consequences. There yeah. were these slaps on the wrist, and they're, they get away with whatever they want to do, you know. And so, yeah, that's why there needs to be legis. Uh, they need to be, there needs to be government intervention or some policies laid in place that limit them and prevent them from making the world dumber. And fairness, there needs to be fairness in business because there's no reason why some person should be, you know, basically they put one person in shackles and chains and another person gets a, you know, the, the paved pathway to success when it should be fair, a fair playing field for everyone. Do you think it would work, though, even if there was government legislation? Because I don't trust the government either. <laughs> so, no. I, don't I know. know. No, I know. <laughs> but it's like well you either say it has to be no no algorithms mm. you have to just have chronological order and that's a nice because your followers will actually see your stuff yeah. again those were the days i crush it when it's chronological order when the when there's no intervention i crush it yeah. um and that way scientists have power we had power back then mm. scientists back in the when it was you know facebook days and the beginnings of instagram before in before the algorithms, we had power. We could, mm -hmm. okay, charlatan, you want to say this? I'm going to make a correction post and make a fool out of you. And people know about it. It's But now, and it, it's, it, it prevents copycats too because people copy and it's like, it doesn't go viral the way. Now people don't care about copying because no, it's just the way the world is now. But back in the day, you were a copycat. You'd get everyone new and you'd get labeled and you'd get you'd get known as that. And so you wouldn't do it. We, it was the industry was self-correcting in that way, stealing other people's and pawning off as your own. But anyway, uh, or, or would you just have to publish your, you just have to disclose your algorithms. Yeah. That's not a lot of, in, that's not a lot of regulation. I still wouldn't believe, a, this is so bad of me. Like, I just wouldn't believe it. Even if they did post it, I'd be like, yeah, you messed with that. Didn't you? <laughs> I just don't trust it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I trust me i i understand your feelings but yeah. i mean what's the alternative you just let things keep going and i don't know i actually never thought about it on that level i get frustrated every single day with social media but yeah i just i don't know i mean how do you how do you know there's no discrimination if they're not allowed to if they don't have to disclose their algorithms how do you know that there's not discrimination going on how would you know what yeah. if they what if they said you know they could what if they didn't like a certain age like a protected class age gender race 
whatever, you would never know about it because it would just be hush hush. Very no, true. No, no one would ever find out. So I always find it super confusing because like all of my content is aimed at women and it, my my account seems to get pushed out to like foreign men and I don't know why and I can't seem to stop it. And here I am like removing all these people just like, oh, for God's sake, it's so annoying. Yeah, there needs to be transparencies with the algorithm. That should just be how yeah. it is. You have to post this and if, if and you have like people go in and check and if there's any discrepancy, yeah. then you're shut down. You know, it would, it would be a very easy, very simple, easy way to, to, you know, regulate them. But right now it's the wild, wild west. They have a carte blanche to do whatever they want. It needs to change, but in order for things to change, you have to have awareness and there's no awareness. It's just, people are so lazy. I don't know what the word is. It's not, they don't want to they get in there, they get complacent. They don't want to think about this. They don't want to ponder. You know, I, I remember when I was younger, I'd hear about the world. It's just, that's not my problem. It's, I'm not an adult. That's the problem. You hear about, you know, you hear adults talking about the economy and politics and, you know, recessions and yeah. <laughs> interest rates and these things. And you don't care. It doesn't affect me. I'm just a, I'm just a kid. And then you get older and you get older and and you get smarter if you read, if you study, if you learn, you get smarter, and then you start to accept. I think there's a decrease, diminishing. Like yeah. the smarter you are, the, the ignorance is bliss. When I was not as knowledgeable, I was happier. Yeah. The smarter you get, the more you're like, no, this isn't good. This isn't good for the world. Yeah. But the more you, you, you know, so it's like, yeah, the more you, you, you the more you know, the more you realize, like, ah, oh, I don't think this is good. It needs to change, but I just I care about people's scientific knowledge, and it's like if you're gonna, if the if 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 you take the scientists and you basically put a shackle and chain on them, and they're trying to drag around a 200 pound ball, they're going nowhere. Yeah. They'll they'll actually quit. They give up. There's yeah. no incentive for scientists to be on this platform. That's ridiculous. It's absurd, and and there's every incentive to copy lie cheat steal yeah uh, and then just post misinformation just mm -hmm. post just make it up make it up and be real bold about it you yeah. know maybe this is the problem it's like a generational thing it's mostly what under 35 is on instagram mind you i am in that uh, I, I do agree <laughs> like it's funny because Gary Vaynerchuk, I usually like him and, and and I usually agree with him, but he always defends Gen Z. And I'm like, my brother and I always talked about this growing up. I have a twin brother. We always talked about the second you start ripping on the younger generations, you're over the hill. Right. Every generation gets ripped on by the older generations. Probably true, yeah. You know, it's like the, the boomers and then there was Gen X and then, you know, the millennials and now there's Gen Z. But it's like, I'm Gen X and I look at the millennials and I'm like, God, they're entitled. They don't have as good of a work ethic. I've employed tons of them. I know I have tons of clients. I employ my people, my family, my, my clients. Yeah. I like to have them. I don't put applications out for the world and choose the best possible. I like helping my people, but there's definitely, I've seen, noticed some trends, but yes, they have the advantage in some ways. 
mm. more skilled in a lot of ways with technology. But um, I don't think it's just in this case, uh, I don't think it's just a Gen Z or millennial thing. I think I see my people do it. It's just that it's you're you're actually financially rewarded when you when you pretend you know the answer to everything. Just say it boldly. Yeah. In my field, I can think of a couple of people who just none of us know the answer to a lot of things with hypertrophy and muscle growth and how it works. Yeah. But there's not a lot of research, so you can just lie, pretend you know the answer, be real bold about it, because there's also no consequence for being wrong. Yeah. If you're wrong about something. What's the consequence? Do you ever nowadays? Do you ever get held accountable? Do you ever get told, "Oh my God, look at this guy"? Does anyone make a video going, "Look at this guy"? Should we believe him? He was wrong about this. Here's a history of the last five years. He's been wrong about 20, 20 things that have, you know, been, or like, but they also know there's not, re research is so slow. So mm -hmm. if they say this exercise is garbage, don't ever do this exercise, it sucks. What are the chances that a study is going to emerge on that exercise showing that it's great? Yeah. Is there that the longitudinal like training studies in the research are far and few between? So that that's what makes it the wild, wild west. And even if there was a published study, you could say, well, yeah, okay, so it's it shows that it led to muscle growth. But if you would have done this, you would have seen a lot better results. You could always just be pretend you're the smartest person in the field. You know more than everyone else. And it sucks because I could probably make, you know, at least I know that you're going to think this is far-fetched, but I could make $10 million extra a year if I turned to the dark side. I could do it so easily. Don't. <laughs> In fact, I, I made a, I made a plan. I, I screenshot it because I was going to make a, a reel on it. If mm -hmm. I had no ethics, if I had no conscience, here's exactly how I, I would do it. Yeah. I would do a lot like how, what the Liver King did. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, there's no way I couldn't even think about it because to me the research is pure. You would never. Yeah you know you will you never publish or lie about research or publish false research but even science it's yes we humans screw it up yes i've made mistakes scientifically because i'm human i'm flawed in my knowledge and my conclusions but science is pure in terms of like how it evolves over time and how we converge on the truth and i'm a scientist at the end of the day i care about the truth i care about and and my care about my credibility. I don't like being wrong. I don't. You try to be cautious. Yeah. And yes, we screw it up a lot, but you try the best you can to make cautious claims and not be too bold and say, "Well, here are the limitations," or "This only applies to this." Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's. And it doesn't sell on social media in the same way, does it? Well, it's it's tough because, you know, even if I was speaking as a pure scientist, and someone said. And you, this podcast wouldn't be that fun if I couldn't, I was so scared I couldn't draw any conclusion. Mm -hmm. If you're like, what's the best exercise for glutes? And I went, well, well, Phil, there's a lot of research coming out on long muscle lengths, like being superior to short muscle lengths. So based on the research, I'd have to go with the squat or the lunge or something. But it's like, no, in practice, if, you, if you're a trainer and you train people, you know that people grow their glutes better with hip thrust. You can take people who did squats and lunges for years and then you give them hip thrusts and they grow their glutes better so yeah. we don't have any research on it so if i was like well it's premature to draw any strong conclusions on any like we don't have the evidence yet like that's not fun to listen to some pure staunch 
hard-nosed scientist that's just by the books like yeah. they consider evidence only randomized controlled trials they don't like yeah. i know the hip thrust work i've been giving them for the last 16 years yeah 17 years, 17 years now i i know they work i've had so many clients if i post about it on social media you'll see hundreds of comments come up saying my glutes blew up when i started doing hip thrust but that's anecdotes it's nice to have some randomized controlled trials but we need we don't just need one we need 30 to yeah. be able to really so you know the first study it's typically you compare it to another exercise but you equate the volume yeah we funded a study me and my friend Menno Henselman's it's Oh, yeah. It looks at squats versus hip thrusts. Yeah. Volume equated. Mm -hmm. It's like they're doing twice a week, squats twice a week, or hip thrusts twice a week. Mm -hmm. That's probably optimal frequency for squats. Mm -hmm. For hip thrusts, an optimal frequency would probably be four times a week if that's all you were doing. You only yeah. did one exercise for lower body, you know? Yeah. So it might come out, might my guess. My hypothesis is that it'll come out saying hip thrusts are better for muscle growth, growth, but the lower glutes will be a tie. Mm -hmm. The upper gluteus maximus and the glute medius will go to the hip thrust. And that's and then it'll if that's true, that'll be support for EMG being predictive of hypertrophy. Right now, the industry, EMG was all that 10 years ago. Now it's taken a complete opposite swing, and people think EMG doesn't mean anything. Right. But this stuff will tell. But what if it comes out saying squats actually grew the glutes way better than hip thrusts? Mm -hmm. All right, then what do I do? I'm like, no, that's not okay. <laughs> there's real world out there, real life. Look at what's actually happening. So there's a limitation with this. Now let's do a study where we look at different frequencies. All right, let's try four days a week of both. Mm -hmm. Squats, you, you'll, 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 you won't get, you, you, my, my opinion is squats wouldn't benefit from four days a week, whereas hip thrusts would. And then... You know, but then the main thing is, how do you grow the glutes optimally? Well, you probably want to do them both. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with different volumes and different types of programs. To me, that, that's what I love about the art. It's an art and science because we don't have science to tell us everything right now. So we have to extrapolate what we can and blend it together using an artistic approach. And so that's what I love. And that's what I try to do with my, my booty, my bread. It's like, there's a lot of components to, to consider with biomechanics, physiology, and psychology. Because if you don't like your training plan, mm. you know, you're not going to stick with yeah, it. Not so, yeah. No, that's amazing. That's it's a good conversation because I don't think I've ever spoken to anyone in that depth about social media. But I love that we have that in common. <laughs> to an extent. <laughs> I love that I got to vent. I just got to vent. <laughs> My my impersonator Jackie will get a kick out of this because you know the person that imperson the that impersonates me, she loves my rants, but yeah. um, my rants about social media. But I'm just like, why do we put up with this? Why do we tolerate it? I don't Let's know. <laughs> we can't the people can't we can't the way this government works, it has to come from the legislators, the the yeah. you know, Congress, the senators, the House of Representatives, the governors, mm -hmm. I don't know, the attorney general, I don't know who, I don't study politics enough, but it needs to come from them. But we need to tell them this is what we expect. And basically, you either make this change or we're going to, you're not going to get reelected mm -hmm. and we'll find someone who will.
type thing. It needs to be a talked about. It needs to be a thing. It's not even a thing right now. We need to start a petition, Brett. <laughs> Saturday Night Live makes skits about this. When like, whenever there's like a hearing and like the, 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 the social media executives or the monopolies are called to the table, they mock they mock these hearings because they'll they'll have like the 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 people asking the questions the senators and stuff and they're like asking the silliest questions about social media yeah and skits are hilarious because they don't even know what they're talking about they're not social media savvy no <laughs> cool. yeah, so whatever it's gonna i just hope it's not i just hope this is a fad a trend and the pendulum swings back to where yeah. experts the true experts prevail and are rewarded you're rewarded for actually having practical expertise you're rewarded for getting that certification you're rewarded for getting that advanced degree you're you're rewarded for being right yeah you're not penalized for being wrong anymore you know yeah i think all you can do is be confident in what you're doing is right and the people that do follow you respect you for that and that's at the end of the day, that's all you have is your, your yeah. reputation, your credibility. And if you can go to sleep at night, the yeah. problem is a lot of people I've hung around the marketer, the marketers mm. from time to time. I don't, I've never been in that scene. I've always had some disdain for the marketers because they, they're just so full of crap. I'll hear them go, if you believe in your product, you should want it to, you should use any means necessary to get it into their hands. And they say this stuff, should you though, sh should you become where you'll use sleazy tactics to you clickbait and everything just to get, or like say, whatever, I don't, I don't agree, but they don't have a conscience. They are motivated by money yeah. and they hang around this, the people that they hang around, you know, that's all they talk about. That's all they care about. Yeah. And so the lines get blurred, your ethics get blurred, your constitution your personal constitution changes and now you're okay with things you never would have been okay with and i'm glad i never succumbed to that and and, and caved and went down that path yeah so am i for this one but we we go to sleep knowing i didn't sell out and i have integrity and at the end of the day i help people and i i sleep well at night knowing that i don't yeah you know yeah. You hear me say, I don't know the answer to that. You'll hear me try to make, you, you'll, you'll hear me change my mind when new evidence comes out. You'll, mm -hmm. you're not going to see me just, you know, I promote my stuff. I have ads now. I used to never have ads, <laughs> but I, I do it in a way that I feel comfortable with. And I think that's hard, especially yeah. with, if you've got a living to make and it's hard to make a living these days, the economy not doing well. Mm -hmm. it's a harder world than it used to be i bought my first house when i was 27 or 28 and you know in phoenix arizona it was 200 i think it was two hundred ten thousand dollars for a nice three-bedroom house i went looked that house up now and it's like it was like six hundred thirty thousand. it was triple mm -hmm. that house has tripled in the last uh 18 years that's wild isn't it that it's like i i think of well, how old are you, Phil? 27. 27. It's when are you going to buy your first house? It's daunting. It's my flat, but it's not a three bed. <laughs> it's like, when are you going to buy? 
you know, yeah. that's what I want for my clients. I always tell my squad, you got to save. You need to save up because to put a down payment down, you need to have 10%. And, you know, they live in San Diego where homes are, if you want to live in Pacific Beach, it's a million dollars. So you need to save up a hundred grand, but you also be, need to be making enough to where you qualify for the loan yeah. for a $900,000 loan. Mm. You're not going to qualify if you're making 50,000 a year, you, you know? So it's like, you got to care about this stuff unless you just goal is to like meet a guy one day and hope that the two of your incomes can, but it's just, I wish they weren't dependent. I, w I wish, I wish for them that they could, they yeah. could get to the point. Like, I just think that's the coolest thing when you own a house and you pay it off. Mm. That's how, how um, liberating is that? How, how, how free you must feel. Yes. You still have to pay property taxes, but worst case scenario. Cool. You, you, you can, get by this house is yours no one's taking it from you yeah um, and it's yours it's paid off and you don't have to if if the pandemonium happens and the world comes <laughs> crashing down because i've lived through a couple of crazy scenarios the the housing market crash of 2007 and 2008 that was crazy mm. and then the pandemic with covid and stuff and i'm going god these this was some crazy times. COVID was the craziest time you could ever imagine. Yeah. Lived through it. So yeah, who knows what, the, if those things have taught me anything is there is no security. You can't just be, you can't just assume that next year and the year after you'll be fine. So you should save up and be frugal and be smart and wise with your money. But it's hard when some yeah. cities are so expensive. Mm -hmm. yeah. it's, it's been, it, when I went to Auckland, AUT in, in New Zealand, that was 2012, I think, or something like that. So yeah, it was like 11 years ago. Houses in New Zealand were like, for just a decent house, they were a million back then. And I know Sydney was like that. My friend from uh, Switzerland said it was the same way. There are some people in Canada, Canadian cities were like, yeah, it's like that. Yeah. America was cheap, especially where I lived, like Phoenix. Mm -hmm. Phoenix, Arizona, where I'm from, it was so affordable. And now America's kind of risen up to be expensive. I don't, it's probably like that in the UK too, where things are so expensive now. Yeah. So I get it. That's it. I kind of think it gets people, you know, they got to make a living. So it blurs the lines of what, mm. what you're willing to do because you have bills to pay. Yeah. That's why people are selling their souls on Instagram. <laughs> but I think, in you know, it has to bounce back eventually. And I think it will. Yeah, I do think it will because there's a lot of people that absolutely hate it. Even the people that aren't necessarily creators, they're just following it. No, but I'm saying what it, what'll help is when the economy bounces back. Yeah, that too. Then it's e it's easier to make money in a nice in a better economy, and houses don't cost as much. Like, yeah, interest rates go down, and it's not as much pressure. Yeah. I mean, it's cost of living crisis over here, which is not great. So, yeah, I think it's like that everywhere, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Well, thank you so much for your time. That was an awesome conversation. <laughs> thank you. I'm glad you liked it. Some people would be like, God, I invited Brett Contreras on my podcast and he just ranted for <laughs> I love hour straight. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you. Um, everyone, I will leave. another one where we tackle more oh yeah hypertrophy or whatever topics you know that would be great that would be great i will tag your account below for anyone that doesn't follow you, you definitely should um and then yeah we'll do another one thank you very much brett <laughs>